guys. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Woo! Made it to another Friday, Donna. Can you even believe it? I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Um, hey, how'd trivia go this morning? Oh, boy. What was the topic? Grammy winners. Okay, you worked in music radio for decades, so did you, you win, I guess? Did not. Now, this was a show uh, mix and match. It was you and Bradley, and we figured we should probably just have Bradley on because he gets here at like 5 a.m. to prep for his 12 p.m. <laughs> show. So he's always in the building anyway. Exactly. Um, no Winnie? No, we didn't even get on the board until like 40 seconds left to the show. Oh, no. After the game was over. <laughs> Correct. Oh, After they the already was won. <laughs> oh, no. Donna. So were Jason and Alexis just in a zone? Yeah. They're okay. really good. Well, not quite. Yes, they were in a zone, and Donna was in a zone. Mm-hmm. What zone? Not, uh, not, not the end. No, the end. Uh, no, like they had a question. Uh, and I knew the knew. answer. I wrote it down. And we were like, okay, they're never going to get this. And then oh. they just took a guess and they got it. The answer was Yoko Ono. Mm, Warzone. Uh, then, there, <laughs> then there was another question. And I kept going back to Nora Jones. I'm like, is it Nora Jones? But is she Asian? I didn't know she was Asian. I didn't know that either. Or if I did, I forgot. And we didn't say it. And it was the correct answer. Or we didn't say final answer or something. And then there was a question about a poet. Not not a poet. No, uh, Nobel laureate. Yeah. Winning the Peace Prize. And I wrote down Martin Luther King Jr. And Brad was like, oh, who is it? Who is it? And I kept showing it to him. And we did not go with that one. I go, say anything. Say Malcolm X. I don't know. Why didn't you say Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I since you were the one who felt confident about it. I didn't feel confident about it. <laughs> but it was feels... an answer. It was an answer. You know what I'm saying? You need a decisive person on a team. Yes. And if you have two people who are sort of straddling the fence with this, the how that works, mm-hmm. with the timing, it's someone's got to be afraid, not afraid to hurt the other person's feelings or just say, boom, I, sorry, I had to give an answer. We had to go. Okay. Maybe you and Brad not. Not a good team. Guess not. Well, Don and I will do it sometime. We'll see how we do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going to do a lot of show remixes. You know, mix and match. The remix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's like the Brock's candy machine. Right. Just... It's kind of going to be like when you guys all fill, now, probably not you, Holly, but fill in for us when Steve and I get our day off. Yeah, we sent, we sent in a suggested date um, that we're both looking to take off. It's a Monday. Uh, we have not heard back. But maybe I'll send a follow-up today, Donna. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Listen, I'm high on self-tanner fumes right now because I got a self-tanner that is not like the Jergens lotion where you, you know, you, you pretty much just put lotion on for a week and mm-hmm. then slowly. It slowly starts maturely. appearing, yeah. This is more akin to paint where the moment that you start to put it on, you you see it i can't i can't handle that and um so i had it on and it said put it on one time and if you are desiring a darker appearance then put it on the next day but you really don't need to do more than two days and it comes out like a mousse like hair mousse Mm -hmm. and then i had uh surgical gloves 
um, and then just rubbed it all over. And so first time last night was the first time, but it was my first time doing this kind of thing. I've done a self, I've done the tanning thing, the sunless tanner where you go to the place and they just spray paint you. I've done that before, but I didn't want to, this was like 10 bucks or eight bucks. And I think it's actually worked fairly well. Is there a little bit of orange? Sure. Guys, there's an undercurrent of orange. I'd be afraid about my, of my sheets and my towels. Great. Thank you for bringing this up, Donna. You are the voice of a generation. They say <laughs> that it dries in seconds. You can pretty much put your clothes on right after. I don't want to get too graphic, but I did a little full body blow dryer situation last night. All right. Sue me. Sorry. Take that, Saltburn. And now, uh, and then they say you're, you're pretty much good. And they just tell you not to get in water. Don't shower for four hours after. Cause I think it initially sets in and then continues to set in a little bit deeper. I don't like the face that you're making right now. I, it, I'm just fearful of that. Like that's now penetrating your skin, getting into your bloodstream. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. I believe Lou said something similar to like, are you just, is that rubbing cancer on your body or like, you know, something like that. Right. Like I I don't, there's not enough known about that stuff to me. Well, you, you do you, Steve. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You do your carcinogenic rub, (laughs) hand rub, whatever you need to do to look pretty. Carcinogenic body rub. (laughs) Hi, I'm Steve for carcinogenic body rub. Do you have pale, blotchy skin because your parents were Irish and Scottish and fell in love? <laughs> look, here's the way I look at it. I'll probably only ever do this when I'm going on a, a, a trip. All right. I'll let you know. Um, like, are you looking between your fingers to see if it's like all white? Yeah, you know, they. I, I didn't put it on my hands. They tell you not to put it on your face and to go easy on your knees and your ankles, right? Where the skin is really thin. Creasy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... I think it's fairly good. Maybe a little streaky here and a little streaky there. It is amazing, though, what a a little bit of color can do for contouring on an otherwise very bright white body. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And confidence. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah, sure. Yes, you're right. You're right. I was just looking in the mirror, and I was like, for all the things that I'm working out, there's one part of my body. I, I, I got to tighten up the diet and, and, and the cardio because I am just of the age. I'm 40 years old now, and when I look into the mirror, I see more, how would I describe this? Less of a smooth fat, more of a bumpy fat. Hmm. Almost a, like there's, I'm seeing dimpling. I feel like I'm seeing dimpling. Okay. Um, almost like imagine if uh, the you know the, the 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 hammer that you beat your chicken with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That bumpy side is sometimes when the light hits in just the wrong way. That's what I feel like the side of my stomach looks like. So what you're saying is you're human. Y- yeah. Yes, but this is new, newer for me, and I remember looking at my. Um, my fat brother Josh. No, no, he's not. I'm kidding. He's not fat. He's not fat. But I, I remember seeing him a few years ago, and I was like, "That's like a pretty, just like a normal middle-aged stomach." But there's like some of this dimpling that's happening, and I was like, "Good thing I'm not dimpling." And guess what, guys? Fast forward, I'm dimpling. I dimple, but now my dimples are tan. <laughs> 
Okay, great. What was the point of all this? I'd suggest a rash guard for you, Steve. They're yes. very lovely. Is, would that cover my stomach? What is a rash guard? Yeah, it's just a shirt that you wear out in the sun. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you look sporty and covered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're all covered. Oh, what a journey. Oh, I I'm want one of those, right too. Now. Oh, I love it. I wear swimsuits with long sleeves. That's awesome. Okay. And then, yeah, it's got the SPF right there. You're 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 good. Yeah. What do you call it again? A splash guard? Rash, Rash. guard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. well, I'm going to get some of those. When we come back, um, I do have some things that make you go, huh, which we can get into, including a very interesting fact about, you know that Dos Equis, most interesting man on earth? Remember those commercials? Yes, of course. Yes. I found something out about him, which I thought was pretty peculiar. Also, I want to quickly hit that AT&T outage yesterday that happened. I went on TikTok. I hear the words cyber attack, and I'm like, oh, boy. I'll tell you what we've all learned in the last 24 hours since that big outage. That, when we come back. It's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk. Hey, friends. It's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve, Friday edition of the show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Hey, Mama. Mm. <coughs> what? <laughs> I just shut up. Um, Quit trying to make that a thing. Hey, Mama. It's like we're just, we're girlfriends. We're just having a good time here. You know, it's funny. I'm such a hypocrite, though. Um, I'm sure in many more ways than I realize. But one way that I realized, I was making fun of probably you and Elizabeth Reese years ago saying, like, what is it? Why is it that when girls, women, when they see each other, it's always, hey, lady or hey, mama. And I'm just like, what's going on with that? And then, hello, what do we do? What's up, dude? Hey, bro. What's up, man? Right. We do the same exact thing. Exactly. Man. And you guys do like a handshake, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll dap it up. There, dap it up. Yeah, there's some kind of unwritten rule that everybody knows how to do the secret handshake. Love the secret handshake. It's a dude thing. How do you know? Let's say someone's going to shake your hand and then they're doing a, you know, how do you know mm-hmm. what to do? I, 
you know, it's funny. You really do. You can tell the difference if someone is coming in for a handshake for you. Yeah. You it it looks handshakey. It's finger forward. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And if if not, bye Donna. If not, it is like you know your hand just shapes a little differently, and now your fingers are apart. But is somebody curled. the lead in this dance? There has to be a lead. I guess because you're you might be trying to do something else, and he's doing something else. <clears throat> he's going for a snap. You're going to come back. I don't know. I don't. Oh, get I it. love these terms. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing. It's we're just. We're just doing, we're just dapping it. I think a lot of times, too, it's the relationship. Like most of the people in our building, I would shake hands with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but unless it's that one guy, I'm not touching anyone. <laughs> um, no, but I'm just usually just going to shake hands with. But when it's your buddies, I don't know. It is, it is, but it is unspoken and it rarely goes wrong. And um, it rarely some, like, goes wrong. Yeah, you're not going in. There aren't a lot of like, oh, I'm sorry, I was going in for a handshake, but you were going in to kind of dap me up like and be more in casual. For a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Good on you guys for Look figuring that out. Thank you, Donna. Appreciate it. I think it's time that we all take a pause and celebrate men and what we've done with the handshake. Thank you, Donna, for that time. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, it, during the show yesterday, you were like, hey, there's an AT&T outage. And then I forgot about it because mm-hmm. I'm Verizon. And, and it was Verizon, too. Verizon was part of it. It was Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. See, now I heard that it was just AT&T. Really? I'm reading this morning that it was AT&T and uh, T-Mobile and Verizon were not impacted. Oh, okay. But Maybe anyway. that was like, you know, jumping the gun kind of thing. And listen, I'm always leaving room that there is a chance that you misread a headline. <laughs> I leave room for that every day. Thank you. AT&T had a big outage. Started yesterday morning. Then it trickles throughout the day. Then I go on TikTok, and there's a guy who's like down in Tennessee, and he's living on the land. And he's like, hey, everybody, here's what we know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, first thing, don't get afraid. This is not a time for anybody to panic. But I think that this was a cyber attack, and they're probably testing out how are we responding right now, all this kind of stuff. He goes through and gives his two-minute diatribe of this is what they're doing this is maybe what they'll try to hit next blah 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 well turns out there is no evidence at this point that the outage yesterday was a cyber attack instead AT&T blamed the outage on a software update gone poorly um, but experts say that these kind of outages almost always stem from something boring very non-science fiction or crime thriller instead it's just like oh construction equipment hit a cable or something like that. So the internet was briefly thinking, uh-oh. But Panic. I will tell you, cyber cyber warfare, that is kind of frightening. It is if, very frightening. If you could shut down the grid, if you could shut down access to your banks, access to your phones, the internet, communication, that's when we would all hope that we had watched more episodes of Alone or Naked and Afraid. Oh, to learn? Yes, but if yeah. all you're doing is watching The Real Housewives, you're screwed once it all goes to crap. Yeah. You're right. We would die, Donna. We would die. We would die so fast. We would be such quick dead people. You know what I mean? You're not going to go into the land and know which mushroom to eat. We're going to die so soon if this sort of yeah, thing happens. Yeah, you're right. The poison berries. 
I might just it. start eating a ton of stuff right away, just as a form of sort of Harry Carey or Hari Kari, if you will. Hi! <laughs> just say, I, I'm not cut out for this. Everybody knows it. Yeah, we're getting a little um, too dependent, I think, on technology. Also, I'm not going to get into detail, but I had a nightmare last night that I was being tortured in virtually every painful way you could imagine. It was bad. Was this because we were talking about the new look yesterday? Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Okay. No, but but I understand what you're talking about. No, this was uh, the new look, the show on uh, Apple TV Plus. Yes. If you missed yesterday. Um, no, the, I don't know where this came from. But I was very relieved when I woke up and realized, that, oh, my gosh, that was a dream. I did not go through that, and I'm not going to go through that. That was a dream. That That is quite the relief, Ooh. isn't it? Where you're like, Man. okay, I'm in my bedroom. I'm safe. I'm sleeping. <gasps> yeah. It's just like the Bob Newhart show. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, it's the craziest dream. Dreams are wild, man. <laughs> they really are. What do we know about this Dos Equis, most interesting man? Things that make you go, huh? The Things actor who go, played huh? the most interesting man in the world in those Dos Equis commercials, and he did that all the way through 2016, he was once an extra on Star Trek, and he was a crew member in a red shirt. And those guys basically always got killed in an episode. Oh, really? But he survived. Huh. Further cementing his legacy as the most interesting man in the world. You know what I'm saying, Don? It's like another line in the commercial. Yes, yes. He was once an extra on Star Trek who was supposed to get killed, but he survived. Crazy. Come on, man. I talked to that guy once. He was great. His wife, sort of, as I remember, was his agent and put him up to it. It was like, just go to the audition. Just do it. And then, sure enough, it turns into an absolute cash cow for him. Someone who's six foot seven inches tall can see about a thousand feet further than someone who's five feet seven. Get out of here. That's the truth of the matter. Well, think about the state fair. Think about your five foot five and below friends. All they're seeing are shoulder blades. You're right. The rest of us, if we're up there, you know, yeah, you five, can eight, see five, ahead. Nine, What's going six, on up there? Yeah. Think about the life of kids in crowds. All they see are butts. Yeah, yeah or legs. Yeah, man, poor oh, kids. Crotches yeah. if they're coming right at them. All the all the, a lot. It's just aggressive down there. <laughs> okay. Delaware is only split up into three counties, which is the fewest of any state. Fewer than Rhode Island. Wait, Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Is split up into three counties. That's it. It is a tiny state, though, it's a right? State. It's just a little itty bitty baby boo. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Thanks for those rando fun facts. You got it, pal. Hey, when we come back, let's um, get an update on Hoda Kotb and that situation with, um, oh my God, Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Rowland. Thank you. And uh, we'll tell you what we know about um, Wendy Williams and what's going on with her when we come right back on my talk. Oh, hey guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, as someone who suffered a personal injury as a kid, um, I know that an accident like that is physically, emotionally, financially devastating. Oftentimes, it 
burdens the entire family. And that's why when an accident happens, it's really important to have someone advising you. Someone who knows personal injury law, someone who has experience in the field. It doesn't cost anything to call Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant or a member of his team. So don't sign anything. Don't make a statement unless you have spoken with a personal injury attorney. Mike can help you understand your options and deal with health insurance forms and any other questions you may have. This way you can focus on your recovery. Mike Bryant, Seeking Justice for the Injured. You could contact him today for that free consultation very easily at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let's start out with the sad news. Uh, Wendy Williams, you know, there's going to be that two-part, um, two-night docu-series on Lifetime called Where is Wendy Williams? Mm-hmm. It starts tomorrow night. Um, and, you know, with that coming, her team issued a statement yesterday saying that Wendy has uh, frontotemporal dementia and also aphasia, which mm-hmm. affects the ability to understand or express speech. Kind of like, well, exactly like I believe what Bruce Springs, uh, Bruce Springsteen. I'm so sorry, Bruce Willis is dealing with right now. Right. Yeah. Um. So this news came a day after People Magazine uh, ran a story saying that Wendy is living in in a facility under the control of a court appointed guardian, and her family has been shut out of her life. Mm. So I don't know if we'll get more answers in this docu series or documentary. That's a really sad juxtaposition um when you put it side by side with bruce willis's situation there we've seen his family really rally around him and um, even share their journey pretty publicly on social media and that was sad to hear that in the story that i don't know what's going on there with the family i don't know what the state of the relationship was like beforehand but whatever it was when you know families are going through one of their toughest things it it makes the hurt hurt worse when it's being done in isolation or, you know, right. some kind of separation. That's sad. Right. So um, sad. And I wonder when this diagnosis became clear. I wonder if Wendy, I don't know how these things work with dementia. I know sometimes it can, it can come and go. And so there can be a moment of, you know, presence and uh, cognitive awareness where somebody can say, here's what you have. Yeah. Um, or if it's just sort of discovered and the person, their their mind is sort of in a tough place already. But and, and as best I can tell with Bruce Willis's situation, what we know about that is there there isn't a cure for this. This is just something that sort of runs its course. As as yeah. hard as that is to oh, hear. so sad, just really sad. I'm going to watch this. When you also wonder, um, was any of that stuff 
early bits of it happening when she was starting to have some breakdowns mm-hmm. on camera, shoots at her show that weren't going well and right. stuff like that. Right. And they also say that they think that that is, uh, is likely a result of alcoholism mm-hmm. and its long-term impact uh, on you. But, but isn't it interesting, though, that we had not heard of this frontotemporal dementia and aphasia really before and then we hear about it with bruce willis and now we hear about it with wendy williams yep. it had gone from us never knowing about it to now two really you know well-known Big, celebrities right i also think of robin williams who had that um what is it louis body dementia yeah right um which i had never heard of either but yeah yeah it's just it's so sad really sad well and i'm sure this is far from the point, but there will be a lot of people now, especially, who tune in to this docu-series mm-hmm. that is coming out about yeah. her life. Totally. That starts uh, tomorrow night on Lifetime, by the way. Two yep. nights. I'm putting it on my list. Wendy Williams. Thank you. Um, okay, let's talk about the Hoda Kotb and the Kelly Rowland thing really quick. This was a surprising turn of events, if you ask me. I think yeah. I was wrong on this. As Kelly... Kelly Rowland was set to guest host on the 11th hour of the Today Show with Hoda Kotb. <laughs> right. And the dressing room situation, she didn't have her, the dressing room she was supposed to be in wasn't available. I believe JLo's team was still using it. And then they started trying to get her into some other dressing rooms, none that fit the bill for the Kelly Rowland camp. And they end up walking out not long before the show was set to begin. Enter Rita Ora on a couple minutes notice, sits in and fills in and apparently has a great show with Hoda Kotb. My understanding, uh, my projection at that time was good luck getting rebooked on the Today Show, right, Kelly Rowland, right, after right. leaving them in the lurch like that. But enter the very gracious Hoda Kotb, and what do we learn today? Well, we learned that even though Hoda was bummed, quote unquote, about Kelly walking out, she said, I love Kelly. We love Kelly. Um She said she's one of our all-time favorites. There's no one who's more gracious and graceful than Kelly. And we've been texting back and forth. And I gave her a call. This is Hoda. She said um, that she said to her, come on, girl. Come on, mama. We're we're waiting. We'll do a redo. So hopefully we'll do a redo. That's what she told the audience. Now, I don't know if that means she physically spoke with her or left a message there's a lot yeah. left for interpretation there. Did Kelly text back? Exactly. That's what I want to know. Or did she do the dreaded thing where she started to text back? And you just see dots, the bubble. The bubble. The bubble's there. <laughs> the bubble's there. It's there. And then boom, goes away. Yeah. You know, I guess this is uh, an example of relational equity and how that provides a buffer in situations like yeah. these. So had it been Kelly Rowland's first time at the Today Show, I think it would be more likely that she is not asked back anytime soon. However, when Hoda is saying she is one of our all-time favorites, then maybe you can imagine them. I'm sure they're still surprised. And as Hoda said, bummed, I'm sure that meant disappointed. Um, but then it's there's more of that, hey, we know you. We, you have such a track record of being so cool around here. All right, look, we'll work it out. And then I think Jenna was even saying, like, yeah, she's like, she's right. They are horrible. So now they're gonna they're gonna put new wallpaper in. Yes, she's Jenna said, I like interior design, so I've taken over. She said, look, we can confess that our dressing rooms are not the greatest, and you know, 
I think it either she or Hoda said, if you want history, sometimes you're going to have a few little chips of paint coming off the wall. That's right. That was Savannah, actually. And they said, you know, it's kind of the charm of the Today Show. If you've ever been backstage on Broadway and gone to one of the dressing rooms, you're like in these tiny rooms for months and months. And that's kind of what Today is like. Just goes to show that everyone thinks TV is so glamorous. Oh, yeah. And it's not like the life also of a musician. It's Mm -hmm. not glamorous. They're on the road, you know, living in a bus. And, you know, in some cases... I think of maybe for a Broadway performer or some of these, the talent on these different shows, they spend more time in those little rooms in their little tiny dressing room or office space backstage than they do on stage. Right. You know, right. I almost wonder if Kelly had been there before, she's got to be aware of the situation, right? Like they don't have the greatest, you know, green rooms or dressing rooms. Right. I wonder if it was just so cluttered, you know, like, was it, you know, I'm thinking Andy Rooney back in the day. Remember his desk? <laughs> yes, I wonder right. if it was just a mess and she was like, oh, I can't be in here. This, this is, you know, cluttered. I'm going to, I'm going to stop short of excusing her behavior. Whatever it was, it was overcomable. You're about to host a show. You're about to sit in a chair that a bunch of people would just be fighting for an opportunity. And by that, I mean, Agents and managers who would do anything to get their client an opportunity to sit opposite the lovely Hoda Kotb on the Today Show. So whatever that was, Kelly just needs to own that. She could have done better. Her camp could have done better. They all could have handled that better. But the two things can be true. They might be crappy dressing rooms. What if, and I'm just going to throw this out there, what if she suddenly became sick and they're just using the dressing room thing as an excuse. I would fire my PR team immediately. <laughs> if you say you suddenly got ill, you get the sympathy of America That's in the true. Today Show. You're right. You're right. Donna. But you don't get the headlines the way you're getting them now. I'm not a believer in no publicity is bad publicity. All right. Whose side are you on? I'm not sure, really. I just want to get to the truth. I think the truth is she had a diva moment, hopefully regrets it, and will do better moving forward. Okay. I will now read you something from People Magazine. I can't wait. And I'm I'm just going to read you a little bit. It's a wonderful example of can you make a story out of nothing? So I read the headline, and then I read a little bit of the story, and I thought, well, look at that. Somebody checked their box of article written for the website for today about nothing. Here is the headline, Donna. Meghan Markle reunites with her wedding dress designer in Beverly Hills wearing a Harry-approved accessory. So the hook there (laughs) is what is it that Harry is thumbs-upping or thumbs-downing? What was her nod to him? All this sort of stuff. This has got to be a juicy story, right? Let me read. Meghan Markle is enjoying a day out in Beverly Hills after returning from her recent trip to Canada. On Thursday, the Duchess of Sussex, 42, was spotted grabbing lunch with her wedding dress designer, Claire Waite Keller, at Cipriani, Beverly Hills. Wearing a chic ensemble consisting of a black turtleneck paired with a billowing black pant, complemented by a luxe brown coat. No, wait, I'm not even at the hook yet. I got to get you to the payoff. And just because you did that, I'm going to read that last sentence again. 
Wearing a chic ensemble consisting of a black turtleneck paired with a billowing black pant, complemented by a luxe brown coat and brown suede Sesta clutch, Megan was all smiles as she left the restaurant alongside the British designer, still not at the payoff. She topped off the look. Here we go. I can't. With black aviator sunglasses, a style that Prince Harry Mm -hmm. often wears as well. That's how you make a story out of nothing. I hate it. That's a magician. That's called SEO. Search engine optimization. So what is it, Holly? They're, They're just loading that up with all sorts of buzzy keywords that will make this populate people's feeds and Google searches more quickly? Absolutely. And also probably a little um, tit for tat, so to speak, for the designer of the clutch, for, you know, the designer of the shades, all sorts of things. Wow. I'm starting to feel like that might not be real journalism over there at People Magazine. (laughs) You mean it might be a press release (laughs) of sorts? We'll be exiting this restaurant at this time. Do note. How about this? We just got this uh, email from Sheehan. Okay. What up, New York? He said, word on the street is Savannah kept asking her about Beyonce, and she got fed up and left. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. This is is actually from uh, Sharon. She says, I think this is a PR spin piece about something so trivial like a dressing room when it's way deeper than that. Hmm. Hmm. Sheehan says that Hoda works out at his gym. She's nice and she's friendly. Oh, really? Yeah. So wait, Sheehan and Sherhan just emailed us both about the same story? Sort of, yeah. That's fun. Sheehan and Sharon. Sherhan. <laughs> That's very exciting. Hoda yeah. Copy seems like one of the real deals. Yeah, she, she seems, seems like she's so lovely sweet. the way um, Meredith Vieira always seems so sweet to me. Yeah. But I would, uh, look, who are we to rate sweetness? Here's the deal. I got a personalized thank you note from Meredith Vieira. (sighs) After you appeared on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Sure did. Wow. You got a thank you from her? From Meredith Vieira for being on the show. Get out of town. Very gracious. I love that. That is, that's good. Well done, Meredith. Yeah. Here's a Meredith Vieira story that I heard when I was out there. Remember when she had her her short-lived talk show? Uh, in New York, and golly, I was there for a taping, and Meredith, again, America loves her for many good reasons, but golly, it took a long time for them to shoot the one-hour show. I was there with the Twin Cities Live producer saying, thank the Lord that we do this live, because there was so much second-guessing and so many people with their thinking hats on, overthinking everything, but I was talking with, gosh, I don't know if it was her manager or her agent, somebody backstage who was in the end with Meredith, And apparently, the brass, they were really trying to convince her, we want you to do a show, we want you to do a show. And she's like, okay, if I do it, it's got to be this, this. And speaking of dressing rooms and limited space in New York real estate, she said, but I need need an ensuite, so to speak. I need a bathroom in my dressing room. It's got to be all self-contained. And they're like, we can't do that. Like, it's, it's an old building. We're in 30, we can't do that. And she was like, okay, then I can't do the show. Oh. Not in bitterness, but just like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be the way that I want it to be. I'm established at this point. Sure enough, plumbers went in. The story we were told backstage, plumbers went in, and gall darn it, 
She got herself a bathroom right there in her dressing room. Wow. That could be you. You just went through a negotiation. You should have negotiated that. Dang. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Shoot. Prep room, we could have thrown a little biffy in there. I'm so... (laughs) I'm so basic, though. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not like a fancy girl. I'm basic. You're so basic. You look paw. We'll take a break, and when we return, it'll be time for If You See Something, Say (laughs) Something. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, there was a woman in Florida, stepped out of her car, goes to do a little something, turns around. Now there are three beings in her car. No. I will tell you who tried to steal her vehicle. When we come back, it's Donna, it's Steve, it's my talk. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. Uh, I talk about Crescent Tide every day. Uh, Because my mom is a client. She's still around. She's in her mid-70s, but she's the kind of lady that likes to get things buttoned up for her kids and take their problems away. And she also likes to get things done her way. She doesn't want to leave things up to her weird son, Rocco. So she has made plans with Crescent Tide uh, for a simple cremation when it's her time. Uh, And she prepaid for that uh, simple cremation, simple customizable cremation start at just a thousand dollars when i say customizable that means you can uh, add on a small visitation or you can have a fancier urn or something like that i talked to katie canine earlier this week she said she's used the services of crescent tide and she said yes that price was unbelievable way better than anybody else and the urn she received was beautiful she said uh they're great people over there it's a husband and wife team and they will take care of business crescenttide.com hi good morning welcome back to the show donna and steve show on my talk 1071 where talk is fun and if you see something we think you should say something hey, if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh yeah. Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. You know, I recently saw um, some pictures of a cute little puppy German Shepherds, and I'm like, oh, look at these. They're just so furry oh, yeah. and cuddly and all so that. fluffy. I only think of uh, German Shepherds <laughs> as full-grown dogs, you know, where it's like the, the police officers trust them. They're highly trainable, you know, all that, very smart dogs. And usually the cops use them, but could they be used for nefarious purposes, like essentially stealing somebody's car? A woman in Florida, St. Petersburg, to be specific, mm. named Kiki. Donna, sing the old Drake song that involved the name Kiki. Um, yeah, Kiki. She you was know dropped. I love you. I got your number. <laughs> you know what? I'm, a, I'm a grading on a curve today. <laughs> Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Kiki was dropping her kid off at daycare on Tuesday, so she briefly left her driver's side door open. You know, just walking them in real quick. She knows the neighborhood, all that. Then, out of nowhere, three German shepherds dashed into her vehicle. And then they refused to get out. I thought you were going to say alligators. Oh, (laughs) that's horrifying. The thought is horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, remind me to tell you something about Steve Irwin's son in a moment. Will do, will do. Write that down, thank you. Okay. Kiki said that the three German shepherds were holding the car hostage. She didn't know what to do, so she called police. The cops showed up, 
they also struggled to get the dogs out. Hmm. In a post on Facebook, they said, some dogs will do anything for a car ride. They eventually <laughs> coaxed the German shepherds out using what? Uh, using uh, bacon. Not bacon. I'll give you a hint. This would be a classic for many children growing up. It's in the freezer section. Mom's like, hey, we're having womp Popsicles. Womp tonight for dinner. Mmm. Mm, we're, we're having ha- bum bum tonight for dinner. Pop tarts. Hey guys, we're gonna have bum bum tonight for dinner. Two syllables. Uh, we are going to have Legos. Think Legos. Oh, oh like Lego. Oh. Lego my ego. Correct. Fish sticks. Fish sticks. It's been so long since I've had a fish stick. The dogs did end up getting a ride, by the way, after they were coaxed out of that woman's vehicle using fish sticks. They went to the local animal urgent care where they were watched until the owner was located. Unclear what the owner's story is, but everybody is assuming they would only be sent back to a good home, especially after a day of criminal activity. Hmm. In the comments, another local said, this is not the first time that these three have done this. They jumped in my son's car a couple of years ago. He brought them home and then we tracked down the owner. Oh, they're so cute. I babysat them (laughs) until he came and picked them up. They're overly friendly dogs. Overly friendly. Yeah, because I'm thinking when I hear German Shepherd and them refusing to get out of the car, I'm thinking they've they've developed their uh, their protective, their watchdogness of like, uh uh, no. But apparently they were just like, no, we don't want to come out. And you can't exactly go in and lift three German Shepherds out of the car. That could frighten the dogs. That well, could and make they look scary. They're a scary-looking dog. Yeah, they they don't look like poodles when they're right. full-grown. Right. Oh, I think poodles look kind of mean. You do? Yeah. I think they look biatchy. Like, I'm fancier than you. Yes. Like, I've seen some at the dog park where they're... Oh, they yeah. almost... When they run, they're almost, like, prancing, you know? Wearing their Uggs. Totally. <laughs> Such a flex. I know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so apparently these dogs, this is right, so what a they thing. do down there. All that's right, what they good do. to know. Hey, Steve Irwin's son, um, Robert Irwin, I believe is his name, popped up on my TikTok the other day. You mentioned alligator. So Steve Irwin, the former crocodile hunter who passed away years ago, almost 20 mm-hmm. years ago now, uh, his son is him. Essentially, mm-hmm. he they all work at the zoo still, and of yes. course, Bindi Irwin had, you know, sort of came to new fame through Dancing with the Stars and all that. But Robert is out there working with some of the same alligators that his dad worked with, and just doing like the same kind of show. And is an excellent communicator, and is out there holding. And he does all these TikTok videos too, and Instagram videos. So if you want, if you want to see what his son, all grown up. Is like sounds like dad, looks like dad. Clearly in the family business, Robert Irwin, worth a follow on social. Okay, will do. Thank you. Hey, you could be paid two thousand dollars to watch all ten Best Picture nominations. There is a company they're looking to pay someone. Um, They'll also gift a sixty-five inch four K TV and a five hundred dollar DoorDash gift card for snacks. After watching the films, they, um, whoever they choose, you'll have to predict the Oscar winners for, oh, this sounds so fun. Best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, supporting actor and actress. And then you'll also have to rate each film on different criteria. Rate, 
like creativity, its ability to evoke emotion and memorability. Um, those films, by the way, are American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. You want to go to testcasinos.com, testcasinos.com to apply. Okay? Okay. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Holly Roberts is unleashed to walk closer toward the weekend. Yay. We thank, thank her you. for her service. Thank you. We've got uh, Mike the Mensch, the big Zamboni, coming in next. He's got a dirt alert, and we have got some music news. This video just joined the 1 Billion Viewers Club next.